Entertainment Talk Video Game Reviews, it is Entertainment Talk's podcast for reviewing video games. I'm your host Matthew and today I'm back after a bit of a wait and a bit of time thinking about this game. I'm back to do my full uh, review for Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh, This will contain spoilers but I'll give you a clear warning. It will in fact be after the housekeeping section of this podcast so I will give you all that time to leave. But it won't be yet because I still have a few spoiler three free things uh, to talk about. So, um, yeah, I did do a brief kind of spoiler free review. And that was roughly like somewhere between 10 and 20 hours in, into the game. I did do a later impressions video for this. That's more like me showing off the game as opposed to talking about it as much. I show you a mechanic in the game for something. And I talk about like if it's good, bad, etc. Um, I did do a video um, saying goodbye to my horse called Jack. Uh, I gave the different reasons for for doing that and stuff. Uh, he was my only horse in the game as well, and he lasted all the way through and stuff. So that was great as well. Um, and I also did uh, just just one let's play, but it was like two hours long. So you guys can list, you guys can check out all that stuff if you want to as well. Uh, I will also uh, link in the show notes to each of those individual uh, pieces of content. So yeah, I finished Red Dead Redemption 2, haven't 100%ed it, I won't 100% the game. Um, it's a very, very good video game. It's, um, it does a lot of things very, very well and it does a few things a little bit awkwardly. One of the odd things with Red Dead Redemption 2 is that some of the... I found, like, when you're going between doing certain things, so, like, taking, from, like, taking cover to coming out of cover, 
to like going on your horse or swapping weapons from your horse um and some things like that some of the controls could be a little bit sort of janky and a little bit just sort of odd in places um but as as the uh subtitle in this review suggests because uh, i'm going to write that this is a beautiful tragic masterpiece because uh, that, that to me sums up what this game is it is beautiful i think the story is beautiful in some situations the story is tragic in some uh, in some situations um this game is also a masterpiece uh and uh nothing in this industry like tv video game film book anything like that nothing is perfect uh nothing has been perfect yet i don't know if there ever will be a perfect piece of medium um but uh this is certainly in the realm of a masterpiece where um yeah it does a couple of things wrong here and there some things aren't very good some things feel a little bit sort of video gamey um <clears throat> but there's a lot of things it does right i think um I, I, I've listened to a few spoiler reviews and a few other reviews and a lot of things I've come across that people have said is that this game's uh, shooting mechanics are a little bit weird. Um, I really do quite like the shooting mechanics of this. I remember in my first couple of hours I was switching between like the manual aim, the uh, free aim and, and the lock on aim and that, that sort of thing. And I tried to play the game in, in free aim where it doesn't lock on and that sort of stuff. And that wasn't working. And then I changed it back to auto aim and um, I yeah felt like I was just much more in control situation. And I didn't need to... That, that, that gives you more of the like, okay we're going to aim at this enemy for you. But you can like scan him up and down. And you can try to shoot him in the head or in the leg or in the chest or the arm or whatever. I like the way that um, the game kind of allows you to do that. So like when you're in the the snow or whatever and, and some of the enemies are covered by snow and you can't see them so much. You sort of aim and it like says hey within this group of people here's this one enemy. Now you aim at him where you want to. And you still can miss as well. Uh, so it, 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 it just gives you that bit of like guide but also gives you slight a slight bit of more control but then you can still miss because it's not you don't aim at somebody and then shoot and there's a guaranteed kill it doesn't quite work like that i remember in some of the earlier gta uh, games where i think um san andreas was one that did it like you hold the auto aim down and you just fire at the guy and you you get a guaranteed hit like every time or most of the time anyway uh it, this isn't quite like that you still have like the dot and you still have to move it about near his near the guy's body he might go into cover as you're about to shoot and you might miss you might go to shoot him in the head and you shoot his hat off but not shoot him i think all that stuff adds a good bit of sort of tension as well and uh yeah again it gives you a bit of a guide but gives you the sense of like hey you still can miss but we're gonna point you in the direction of where he is so i think that's pretty good as well so instead of you aiming at your three o'clock you'll aim at your one o'clock and you'll actually hit him so or be pointing at him um i think the horse mechanics are some of the best that i've used in games uh i've been jumping a bit back recently into zelda breath of the world and uh i've sort of just got my horse um and I feel like the controls over there are a bit weird. And there's only certain like pieces of land that you can walk your horse on in Zelda. Granted I'm still like new to the horse mechanics over there. Um, and that sort of thing. But um, yeah that, that that feels like not quite as good as, as this game. I feel like um, 
a lot I, I remember because I got this game late and stuff a lot of people were saying about how they were like accidentally riding off of the edge of cliffs with their horse and like accidentally riding into coaches and other horses and people um and I did do that a few times I did go like into other people certain times or like if I'd be trying to rush to get to somewhere on the map um I'd be like you know galloping and uh, I turn around a corner or do a U-turn somewhere to go to somewhere else. And I, w- I would look at the road. And like if I was on on yeah, the road itself and not on the grass or something. But uh, sometimes I wouldn't look up. Sometimes I'd bump into somebody and then I'd get into a confrontation and stuff. Uh, that leads me to talk about... Um, so yeah, the, ho- the horse mechanics I think are very, very good. The one thing they didn't do very well is if you're in the mission with the gang... And Dutch or whoever says, hey, we're going to leave our horses here and then we'll go into this building and, and infiltrate or whatever. Um, I think that, like, because some, some uh, portions of the game and the gameplay, you're sort of, uh, you're forced to get off your horse and, like, not get back on it and stuff like that. I think in certain situations, because uh, I'd be walking forward with the gang a bit or, or like, you know, sticking forward or whatever. And I'd, I'd look at my weapon wheel and think like, okay, because Arthur's got his uh, pistol in his holster or his revolver in his holster, that's always in there, that's never on the horse, so that's always his like go-to gun sort of thing. But sometimes I'd like leave my rifle on the horse and I'd accidentally have like my bow or the gun that I didn't want and I'd go to go back to... Um, I'd go to go back to my horse to just to change the weapons and it'd be like, hey, you failed the mission because you walked away too far from the gang. I think that kind of stuff they should have done a bit of a better job with. And I don't think that they did. Uh, but yeah, that leads me to talk about the uh, the random encounters and stuff. Uh, oh no, one, one, one other thing I wanted to talk about with the horses as well. I do really like the fact that like you get to name your horse, brush it, uh, feed it, make sure he doesn't like die or run out of stamina. You get to clean him. Uh, and pet him and like make, make make him very personal to you and, and stuff like that um because I, I remember in the in the spoiler free review i talked about that as well how like yeah you get your horse you can like change his color and really make him yours as opposed to like here hey here's a horse for you to just ride on uh and that sort of thing uh so yes i did name him jack and that sort of thing um after jack bauer but i didn't call him jack bauer because i just wanted him to be called just jack so he could be you know, more of his name as opposed to the full name of, of somebody else. Uh, Jack, Bauer, Jack Bauer is, of course, from uh, 24. So that was quite fun as well. Um, yeah, one of my favourite things early on in the game, uh, when the stakes aren't quite so high with the story, was the uh, yeah the random encounters. Like, you'd be on your way to a mission, and you'd hear someone, like, screaming or shouting or calling you over, or be like, hey, mister, I need some help, or that sort of thing. And then, like, you can go over there, you can agree or disagree to help someone, you can, like, defuse the situation. Or even people that, like, you ride, you, you have to maybe slow your horse down to get some stamina and you ride past someone. And then, like, they're like, hey, get out of my face or something like that. And, um, you try to defuse the situation because you can antagonize and defuse or defuse someone. And, uh,. The idea of um, you defuse it and then they're still not happy and they like pull pull their gun at you and they might start fighting you. Um, and uh, yeah, everybody kind of does react differently to you and stuff. And I think that they, they did a really, really good job with that. Um, yeah, so I, I think the random encounters was great as well. And like j- j- that general kind of average encounter of somebody like somebody like calling you over to the side of the road and being like, hey, can you do this or that? 
and like you you don't know what they know you don't know if they uh if they've ambushed you to rob you and their other gang is about to come out you don't know if uh they actually do just need some help um there was a few occasions where uh there was this one occasion where um what was it uh there there was this woman um her horse had died and was like had fallen on top of her so she'd fallen off the horse and the fo- horse had fallen on top of her and like her legs were going numb and stuff and um yeah you go over there and I'm like okay clearly this woman is in danger like I, c- I could see her horse was dead I could see she was trapped under it I was like okay I'll, I'll come over over and help you and like pull your horse off of you uh helped her back into town and stuff like that but like what about if I had left her there would I have gone back later and she'd have been dead um if I'd have uh, obviously, if I had shot her and walked away, then nothing else would really have happened. Unless somebody comes up later and meets you. Um, or you could, like, you know, pull the horse off of her. But then be like, no, I'm not going to offer you a ride into town. Does she pull a gun out at you in that situation? Uh, you know, what, what, what does she do sort of thing? Uh, what, what could happen? There's also a lot of um, encounters where um, you would see... Yeah, you'd see a horse and carriage and uh, they'd have a prisoner in the back. And somebody would say, like... Hey, yeah, I'm, I'm, I killed that man. He used to beat me and stuff. And it's like, you know, the the abused housewife that's killed her husband because he's probably gone too far. They've had a confrontation, and whatnot. Um, and then the the two guys who are riding the uh the horse and carriage would say to you like, Hey, Mister, like, step back. Uh, this is a dangerous woman. Like, please don't help her. Please don't help her. Just move along. And um, usually what I would do because I came across came across three of those women. Where they were like, hey, yeah, that man used to beat me, and like uh, he had to go, that sort of thing. I helped those women, because um, they could have had the situation of like, hey, yeah, yeah, you shouldn't be in there because you killed a, you killed a bad person, so you shouldn't be in prison. You know, maybe if if you killed him in self defense or or whatnot. Uh, and there would be the other situations where like I'd go past someone in that same situation. But um, they would just plead to me. They would just say, okay, no, I'm innocent. And then they'd be like, okay, you've got no, like, compelling story or reason. You've just told me that you're innocent and that's about it. You haven't even given me, like, a reason as to why. I would leave those people alone and let them take those. Um, And that sort of thing. Uh, I can't remember if I touched on this in my spoiler-free review. uh, But there was... I'll tell you the moment that the game clicked for me. Or the the moment that the, that I was like, wow, this game is like sort of really impressed me. Was uh, I was doing this, um, I was doing this bounty hunter mission, and this the sheriff was basically like, hey, this woman's been messing around with loads of guys, like sleeping around with loads of guys, and like playing them, and and uh, she killed one of them or something, and you 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 know, can you can you bring her in alive? And uh, I go over to where it is, I stop. Um, Jack, I tell him to wait there, like, so he doesn't get shot or whatever. Uh, again, I, t- I took care of my horse, you know. Um, and then, uh, I see that, like, there's this cliff bit, not this cliff, there's, like, this bit near the, the, the water, there's this small cliff, and I can hear these people talking, I'm sneaking, I've got my revolver out, and, uh, like, you know, re- ready in case some somebody comes out or shoots me, and this woman's, like, talking to this guy, saying, oh, you, you're the one, and all this kind of stuff. And, um, I don't know if you guys, there was sort of this gravelly type floor where you can, like, slip. And I'd I'd seen the walkways where I could, where I could go and and walk around the other side. That's where I was going to go. Went down the right-hand side of it. Um, I got, again, I had my revolver out. I wasn't aiming it. 
Like, I, I didn't have it, like, clicked and aimed. I just had it in, in Arthur's hand. I walked around, and I see, like, a glimpse of her and this guy. And, uh, I didn't have an exact plan, but the plan changed. I'll tell you in a minute why. So, I, at that point, I click the gun, I, I aim it, I take, you know, take the safety off, and I aim it at the, at the two of them. Um, and I'd moved my aim away from them, so I'd had free aim. Uh, in case one of them made a movement and the other one didn't. And I shot the wrong person or whatever. And um, yeah. So I'm walking down and they're still talking. I'm slowly walking down. I'm really trying to kind of. Uh, not creepy isn't the right word. I'm trying to slowly and stealthily get to these people. So that I can like you know. They cannot be spooked. Um, then Arthur like didn't fall over and tumble down. He slipped right. And these stones start to fall down this this little cliff piece this 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 little sort of ridge and uh obviously both of them hear me and this guy and the woman speaks up and goes hey someone's like come after me you need to defend me my knight in china arm or whatever whatever the hell she said uh so i have my gun aimed and both of them like freaking out and, and walking around and stuff and uh the guy kind of like i think he was sitting down and he sort of went backwards and sort of slipped over a bit again all this was pretty detailed like this wasn't just like an average video game situation like there was a lot of detail in like what arthur was doing what the ground looked like what the conversation was about uh the conversation wasn't important it was just like kind of detailed and like it was fully voice acted and everything uh what they were both doing was very detailed and stuff how they both looked and how they both sort of reacted to the situation so this guy's like stumbling around and he picks up his gun and goes to aim it at me um so what was it i i think i shot him in the chest so i was like okay i'm not gonna kill him right now uh the woman didn't pull out a gun so i, I wasn't aiming at her this guy pulled out his gun and, and was pointing at me so i shoot him in the chest i think he died although he fell over i and then i point i reload the the thing the gun i point it at her because he's to me he's like down for a moment um i pointed the gun at her and i slowly walk over um and uh yeah at that point i walked over i was walking over to both of them she had like her hands up or something or, or she was sort of surrendered and uh i shot him in the head the the guy so he was he wasn't able to like because i didn't want to shoot him and he gets his horse and like chases after me and messes up my bounty or whatever so i shoot him in the head he he dies and then i hog tie her take her back but like the the moment in there was when i slipped because what how many times in a game do you slip and alert a character and like um yeah you, you, and do that kind of thing and slip down a specific hill where you could i didn't slip over in the glass in the grass before like on on uh flat ground i slipped where there was actually a curve on the ground where i was supposed to and it alerted them uh so yeah i just thought all that was incredibly realistic and, and really well pulled off and put together and everything like that so i was very impressed with that and uh yeah that was that was the moment um so yeah i think that's all of my spoiler free talk i don't remember exactly what i said in my uh previous review but you guys if you guys want a bit of extra spoiler free content you can check that out as well but that was earlier in the game when i hadn't finished it but no it's a great video game it really does do some some very very interesting stuff but it does get a few things wrong in its gameplay and stuff um but for the most part, the advanced stuff that it tries to do, like the interactivity and the encounters and situations like the one that I just explained, uh, they, they do a very, very good job of, uh, in my opinion. So, uh, okay, I'm going to do a bit of housekeeping now. Um, so I'll see you guys for that in a minute. And then I will give you a very clear warning 
um and i'm going to do some uh, spoiler talk by the way just in uh, in that spoiler talk i will be spoiling red dead redemption 1 as well because that's the older game even though it's kind of the sequel to this or this is the prequel to red dead redemption 1 uh, I will be spoiling that game as well, so if you haven't played Red Dead Redemption 1 or Red Dead Redemption 2, uh, stick around for the housekeeping to see what else we've been we've been up to, and then I'll give you a clear warning, and then you can leave. Just just to give you guys all the warning and let you know what, what, I'm, what I'm doing here. But uh, yeah, I'll see you guys in a minute for some housekeeping. Today's sponsor is Kirsty Legister's Juice Plus. If you would like to get help with trying to lose weight, this might just be the solution that you're looking for. With a range of products that include shakes, boosters, capsules and more get started today all you need to do is click on the Kirsty legisters juice plus link in your show notes or description on itunes or on the website go over to her facebook profile send her a facebook message and get started with the program today Today's second sponsor is Kualu. If you'd like to get started with a domain name and a website today, just click on the link in the show notes and that will take you over to Kualu to get started. They also have a live support chat system that you can use which is in the bottom right hand corner. So get started with a new website and domain name today with Kualu. Hey everybody, if you would like to get the ad-free versions of all of our podcasts and support entertainment talk along the way, all you need to do is head over to patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk. Sign up either as a creator or as a Patreon. There's no difference there. That's just the option for either becoming a creator now or just staying as a patron for the moment. And then all you need to do is support us at the $1 level tier. That will get you access to all of the ad-free podcasts that we've done in the, in the past. And get you access to all the ad-free podcasts in that month as well. So it's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. As always, thank you very much for listening. Back to the show. Okay, so recently on Entertainment Talk, it's a Monday. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be um, yeah, bit, a bit different. Usually we do them on like two, uh, Wednesdays or Thursdays or stuff like that. Uh, the Walking Dead is approaching its mid-season finale. That will actually be airing tonight. I'm not sure if I'll be uploading this today or on Tuesday, so it might sound a bit a little a little strange. Uh, but this will be uploaded, uh, yeah, Monday or Tuesday, but it, it'll be this week. Uh, and the mid-season finale for The Walking Dead is this week as well for episode 8 for season 9. Uh, so that's pretty good as well. Speaking of mid-season finales, The Good Place recently recently had its mid-season finale uh, for the first half of season 3. It's coming back January 10th and 11th uh, for the US and the UK dates. Uh, for the US, it's on NBC, and then the ne- next day on Netflix in the UK. So that's where you can watch the uh, the seasons so far. Highly recommend it. Excellent show. Uh, it's done some very good stuff so far in its in its two and a half seasons. Uh, so that will be back in January. Uh, the DC shows this week. Me and uh, me and uh, Robert have got uh, Legends of Tomorrow to do later this week. That's for the fifth episode for season four, or up to episode five for for season four, because we of course cover those in in more chunks. Uh, so that'll be the last of the kind of newer updates uh, for those podcasts because we've recently done them for uh, Black Lightning, The Flash, and uh, Arrow. Uh, we got some interesting promos for the crossover and stuff as well in the mid-season finale. That's going to be uh, the mid. The crossover is going to be the week after the mid-season finales. Although I think Legends, 
Um, yeah, Legends of Tomorrow season finale, uh, or mid-season finale, sorry, is going to be uh, the same week as the crossover, I think. I think that's how it's working, because I think Legends is a week behind at the moment. Um, so that's how that's running. But yeah, the, the 8th and the ninth episode for those shows uh, we will be covering as well, because that will be the mid-season finales and the crossovers. Uh, go and go and look up the uh, trailers. They they look really good and stuff as well. Uh, well, they're only little promos. We haven't had a full trailer yet, but uh, we should do in the coming weeks. Um, what else have we got going on? Uh, gaming talk this past week. We talked a little bit more about PlayStation and E3 and Xbox and uh, what what Xbox could sort of do in Sony's absence at E3 next year. Because if you didn't know, Sony's going to be skipping E3 for 2019. It's 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 kind of a pretty big deal. Um, so that's going to be interesting as well. We also talked about the discless Xbox One coming out next year. That's right, it isn't going to have a uh, disc, disc drive in it, so you won't be able to put discs in it. So we talked about that as well, and I talked about Spyro and, and some other stuff. Uh, by the way, I won't be reviewing uh, Spyro the Reignited Trilogy. I didn't play enough of it to, to review it, but I kind of stopped after the first one. But my the last piece of content, basically, is the uh, first impressions for the second and third game, I did them both in the same video, and you can get a rough idea of why I kind of stopped. Um, and I did the first impressions for this first one as well, so that's pretty good as well. Um, yeah, that's what we got going on roughly at the moment on entertainmenttalk.org on the podcast platform of your choice. Now, if you haven't played Red Dead Redemption One or Red Dead Redemption Two, uh, yeah, I- I- even if you've only played one and not the other. Uh, so if you've played Red Dead 2 and not Red Dead 1, or if you played the first and not the second one, I advise you to leave right now. There are some really big spoilers for both games, uh, some really big story stuff that happens, and obviously big, 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 big things happen there. Uh, so if you want to leave now, I'm going to um, give you a big chance to leave. I already told you I'll be, I would be doing this in this section, so either turn the podcast down, pause it, click off the browser, turn off your podcast app, do whatever you need to do. Uh, or click off the tab. Um, um, if if you are listening on the website though, just click on the home page. Check out some other content that we've done. Or if you're listening on podcast platforms, uh, pause the podcast, search for Entertainment Talk, and subscribe to the other podcast feeds that we have. Um, just to, just very quickly as well, I'm uh, not leaving. I'm not doing spoilers right at this very second because I have one last thing to talk about. Uh, in terms of the podcast individual uh, feeds and stuff. Um, I am updating the old episodes, so if you guys are subscribed to those, you might notice old episodes popping up as well. Um, so that's going to be interesting over the next couple of weeks. Uh, but yeah, that's that's been quite fun as well. I'm, I'm going to talk a bit more about that on The Walking Dead this week as well. Uh, but yeah, I think I've given you guys enough chance to leave. Either click on the homepage if you're listening through the website. Click pause on the podcast player or whatever you need to do. Turn the podcast down, mute, mute the volume, take your headphones out. Although if you take your headphones out, it'll probably play through through the speakers. Um, yeah, I am assuming you've left now, um, and those of you that are sticking around are waiting for me to get to the spoilers, so I'm gonna do it now, I've given you a big chance to leave, again, this has got some really big spoilers, so please don't stay, please don't, play this game, I know it's very long, but play it, it's well, well worth it, and, um, yeah, then, uh, yeah, come back for the, for the spoiler talk. Okay, so, this might be an odd place to start, but I'm gonna start here. Uh, I can't believe they killed off your horse at the end of the game. That was really sad. And yes, I did have Jack in that situation. Um, so Jack did die in the canon of Red Dead Redemption 2. Um, but uh, 
yeah, so if you're what if you're if you if you've played the game, or hopefully you've played the game because otherwise I would have just spoiled that for you. But I gave you a chance to leave. Um, if you've seen my goodbye to Jack video, and that was done after I finished the game, basically what I did to avoid spoilers and to actually get Jack back. Uh, is I loaded a previous save, it was, it was one of the random saves, I don't know what story mission I had at, at that point, but obviously I saved the game quite a lot. Uh, I loaded that, and then I was back as Arthur, because Arthur dies obviously as well later. Uh, I was back as Arthur, Jack was there waiting for me, I got on the horse, and then, and then I, I did the video from there. Um, that's also the reason I didn't really go back and do Let's Plays and stuff, is because even when you play as uh, John later, and you play as Arthur... It was just a bit weird to do, in in either situation, it was just a bit weird to do side quests knowing that both of these characters die. Um, plus, like, the, I found the story to be so much more compelling in the end than the, than the uh, side missions and stuff. Uh, plus, I'd done at least most of the ones that I'd found, uh, and that sort of stuff. But, uh, yeah, yeah, you're, you're riding with, um, with John, he's got his horse. And then, yeah, you're playing as Arthur, you've got whatever your horse's name is, whatever breed or colour or, or whatever, because you, you can, of course, have different colour horses. And, uh, yeah, you're in the middle of the gunfight with the lawman and, and all that stuff, and, uh, yeah, your horse gets shot, falls over, dies. It, it was sad to me because uh, when you get near the end of the game, and I was like, okay, there's, there's, there's some dangerous stuff coming up. You can tell, like, you know, the stakes were really high, all that kind of stuff. And, um, I thought, like, okay, I'm gonna, like, be safe with Jack and put him in a stable, uh, or put him in the stable so he can't be killed because he's locked behind the game mechanic. And then I'm gonna take out some random horse and use that. But the story got to that point where, um, you couldn't go back to the stables, or, or at least I couldn't, I don't think you could, maybe you could, maybe I could have saved Jack, um... And then yeah, I was I was kind of forced, or maybe I was forced to to have Jack with me, and, and then he died. So that was really that was like really sad. No matter if you know, from, from my side, obviously seeing Jack die was was sad, and uh, hopefully you bonded with your horse at that point and cared about him to the degree that you, I think, should have really, because like the horse is personal to you, you name it and feed it and all that stuff. Um, yeah, it was obviously supposed to be a big kind of impactful thing, and whatever your horse's name was called, I'm I'm sure that that was sad for you as well, uh, and just in general, we, even if like, even if the horse was a random one that you picked up, the scene where, um, again, it might it might be different if you didn't fully bond with your horse, but I know that if you did fully bond with your horse, which obviously I did with Jack, um, that like the horse dies and he's like laying there and he's dying. And then Arthur, like, um, not cuddles him, but sort of leans over him, or, like, put, puts his arms over him, and he's like, thank you, and all that stuff was pretty emotional. So, like, yeah, even if you didn't, like, care about your horse that much, that scene, like, how it impacts Arthur, and it's just a sad scene. Like, you know, even even if you didn't care about your horse much, um, that's still, that's still an interesting little scene. So, I thought that was, that was kind of very sad. Um, but yeah, uh, I guess in... Yeah, so Jack's sort of dead, not dead, because he died in that scene, and then I loaded the previous save and put him in the stable, so he's kind of not dead, but whatever. Uh, you m make of that what you will. Uh, but let's get on to the bigger story stuff here. Uh, Dutch Vandalin. Um, I really was quite interested by the whole, like, um, 
Because, of course, throughout the whole theme of the game, as you get on and on with the story, it's like, hey, just one more score, just one more score, just one more score. Hey, Arthur, let's rob this boat, one more score, let's let's do this and that and get, you know, if we can just get some money and get out of here and, and that sort of stuff. And I love the way that at the end, um, with Arthur, excuse me, with Arthur, when um, he's talking to Dutch near the end and... Um, Dutch kind of says to him, hey, there's there's, there's this other thing that we can rob. At this point, I wasn't listening to what he was talking about robbing because, you know, he's getting repetitive with it. And uh, you and Arthur kind of both look at Dutch and then Arthur's like, but what plan? You you haven't had a plan. Like, we're in we're in deep like, you know, we're in deep with the law and all that kind of stuff. Like, what, 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 what's the, like, you never did have a plan. It was just, hey, let's try and rob this place. Uh, and see if we can get lucky and that sort of thing. Um, so yeah, I um, yeah, it was just it, it it was interesting also to see the downfall of Dutch himself, and um, yeah, just to see this guy like constantly sort of scrambling around and like uh, yeah, you you do like one th- you do one sort of mission where you rob someone and then like it, it it's kind of that same thing where like yeah you go into town you try and rob someone you fire off a gun and then lawman chase after you and you have to run back to a camp you move camp you move camp what four or five times in this game or something and then it's like hey we need to get out of here because the law found us and then you have of course the big shootout and all that sort of stuff so i i did find dutch's character interesting i know like obviously with the irritation thing of the whole like um, hey, we just need some money. We just need what? Just one more job. Just one more job, and it comes up quite a lot. But with the theme of that, I do like how, with the development of that, you see Dutch eventually like breaking, and Arthur's like, "Hey, boss, what do we? What do we do now?" And um, Dutch is like, "Oh, we ju- we just need some time. We just need we just need some money, and that sort of thing." And um, yeah, it was just interesting to see the sort of downfall of the leadership of of this man and. Uh, in the end, he doesn't have a plan. He doesn't know what he would do. I don't know if he was doing what, uh, if he knew what he was doing from the start and all that kind of thing. Um, I fa- I found Micah to be, uh, just kind of Dutch's like right hand man. I mean, he dies in the end, and he. I felt like, uh, Micah served his purpose and stuff. Like he was, you know, that he was one of the few followers of Dutch. And, uh, obviously you get to that bit at the end, and Dutch is there, and he, he could kill Arthur and Sadie, and all that stuff, and he decides to kill Micah. And, uh, and that sort of thing, so I thought that was interesting as well. Um, but yeah, like, with, with that kind of attaching as well to, you know, the downfall of the whole group, the group splitting up themselves, and, and all that sort of thing. Um... And yeah, just the downfall of of Dutch and the group and and everybody and how like because Dutch is the leader of this group and he's having this downfall, it's affecting everyone and everyone's like, can we trust him? And then they're trying to look at Arthur as as kind of a leader and John's sort of this, uh, you know, he sees himself as the failed father of Jack. I thought it was interesting as well. Um, Like if you did play Red Dead 1, obviously... Uh, hopefully you did if if you if you're here um and you see like you know the the previous versions of jack and abigail and john and you see jack as like um uh, as this younger version and like not not really like 
understanding the situation and you look at the older Jack in Red Dead 1 and like he's the last basically the last remaining member other than like Charles and Sadie but of course you don't know those characters at that point and uh it's interesting when I think it's Hosea um it's after Jack comes back and um Hosea is talking to him and he's like yeah he's like yeah you you're our, our prince and um you, you, sort of like you're he's giving them he's giving him the like you're the one type speech and it's just so interesting to look around the camp and be like okay everybody's basically dead like abigail dies john dies arthur dies hosea himself dies um some of the some of the gang members do survive and kind of scatter off and do their own thing like tilly and and some other characters like that but then it's interesting when like as a lead protagonist and that as as Arthur, you're looking at Hosea who's like, you know, the wiser one and all that kind of stuff. <clears throat> and um yeah, you kinda of look at him as that and he's giving Jack this the you know, he's giving the young one the the one uh kind of the, the speech of like, you know, you're the prince, you're gonna outlive us all and that sort of stuff. And it's very interesting when you look at the end of Red Dead One and yeah, Jack's the one who outlived everybody and uh, again, apart from those uh, those other characters that you don't really know about at this point, and um, yeah, I I I thought that was a nice little bit of sort sort of foreshadowing, but of course with Jack being at that age and everything, yeah, with Jack being that age and everything, he's not really like he doesn't understand any of this. He 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 doesn't know, and it's I I just really like that sort of touch of foreshadowing of like, hey, you're gonna be the last one left, and we're all probably gonna die. And it's going to be you in in the end and stuff. Uh, so I so I liked that as well. Uh, but yeah, I, it was interesting to see John um, as like the kind of the failed father. Like you know when when Jack comes back and everything, and everybody kind of celebrates, and John's kind of not even really there. Like he he is there, obviously he's he's in the camp, but like he's not really there. And um, yeah, because he he kind of looks at the situation. He's like. I didn't really save Jack. Everybody else basically did, and I was just kind of there for the ride. And he he feels like he feels like he didn't do his job as the father, and I thought that was really really interesting as well. Um, and everybody kind of looks to Arthur and looks to Dutch and and looks to the other characters as well. And John, I think throughout the game as well, not just in that situation, felt like the one that was out of place, the one that shouldn't be there, the one that wasn't like good enough, and that sort of thing. So it's very interesting to to kind of um, you know, because he's the protagonist in in the let's just say the second timeline, uh, you know, the future timeline after Arthur's dead and everything. Um, and you kind of do make him a leader, and you you make him get his family back and and all that sort of stuff, and kind of rebuild his life. And then, um, where this kind of falls into the tragedy part, because uh, I, I wanted to talk about how yeah, this game is is really quite tragic as well. Like if you look at um, once you get to the situation of um, Arthur having, is it tuberculosis? I think it's called. Of him having that, and uh, yeah, you like know he's gonna die, and then you know John dies in the future anyway. You know that Dutch dies in the future, um, and like, I the first kind of moment where that struck me was you know when you get tuberculosis and I think it's when you ride back the first or second time that there's a bit when you ride back um to the group or you're riding somewhere 
and you're in the cinematic camera and it's doing the, the theme tune, the one that I, I think at least I'm going to put at the start. And that was this kind of tragic moment of, or like the first kind of moment that strikes as tragedy where it's like, okay, Arthur's dying, you can see he's weak, there's this beautiful song playing and like he's riding through the through through the through, through the woods and through through the the city and everything um or through where you are and everything he he's riding along there's a song playing he's got like his red eyes he's coughing and he's sick and you can you can see you can see it like in him and you can see it on him and stuff like um this man who's just trying to get this scrap of hope together not just for himself but for this group as well because obviously everything that he does after he gets that is for the gang and and for John and and to really try and like literally pass the torch because like when he passes him his hat and stuff that's really a passing of the torch moment and yeah it was really just kind of tragic to like to play as Arthur for that long and some people complained they're like okay why why should we play any longer as Arthur when we know we're gonna die and I think your reason should be like, okay, there's there's John, you got to set up John and to have him pass through to Jack, to have, you know, that, that moment of um, redemption and revenge when he kills that lawman in, in Red Dead 1, to sort of pass, pass the torch all the way through to there. And uh, Arthur's got to be the one to do that, and that's kind of... I think the last act, uh, not in terms of chapter, just in terms of the last act of the game... When you are sick as Arthur and you are dying, it really at that point it's not really about Arthur anymore. It's about like, okay, what can what can Arthur do in his the last piece of his life to kind of um, help John and Jack and Abigail and, and Tilly and Sadie and, and everyone else? Because it's not really about him at that point. But um, I think is in I think I found it quite interesting to play as you know this dying kind of hero who has done some bad stuff in his life. He beat up that guy. He spat in his face. Gave him tuberculosis and all that kind of stuff. Um, I found it really quite interesting to be like, okay, he's done some bad stuff in the past. He got this. He got this. He got this illness through being bad towards somebody else to beating that guy up who like didn't have the money to pay to pay 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 back and was already sick and was already trying to help his family. He beat the guy up. He got sick and he paid the price for that. But then like John's redemption, not John's redemption, Arthur's redemption to to sort of yeah pass try and do what he can for this group and pass the torch and everything like that i found really interesting so i think they did a really really good job there um i think the last the second half of this game is some of the best story i've seen in a video game um and that, that's weird considering like okay there's a prequel you know roughly what's gonna happen you know dutch isn't gonna make well, they're gonna make it out of this game and then you know uh you know what happens to um to Arthur eventually you know up into John but you still want to set up that future and it is kind of for Jack in a way because he's the one that it gets all passed through to uh plus Sadie's there and Charlie is it Charlie yeah Charles is there in the end as well <clears throat> and that sort of stuff so I found that very interesting um but yeah it's it's interesting to look at John and Arthur and um uh as kind of these brothers and, and stuff like that and for John to to after to sort of be saying like okay we we got Jack back for you go just run away with your with like with your family and um try and just try and build something else get away from here get away from Dutch and all, and all this like mess uh, and he's kind of um, sacrificing himself at that point because he's like hey John just just run away go be with Abigail and Jack and like I'll deal with Dutch and Micah and 
I know I'm going to die anyway, so like I'm just going to try and stop them and and try and help you to kind of move forward. I thought that was a really great piece of storytelling as well. Um, and I mean that fight on the is it on like that that cliff bit? We are fighting as Micah and you're not as strong and you're a bit slower because you're weak and you're dying at that point. And Micah's like trying to tell you that you you failed and you messed up. And um, yeah, I, I I was trying like not to get Arthur too close to the cliff because what about if Micah like pushes him off? Because you know Arthur's gonna die at that point anyway. So it's just the case of like, okay, can you kill Micah in that situation? Because you know you're going to die, but like, can you? defeat this man and you know you want to I guess avoid falling off the cliff before you do that and then it was very interesting for Dutch to kind of uh, come back and not kill John uh, not kill Arthur sorry and and do all that stuff Um, and you you, I mean you get the same sort of symmetry later when um, when you see uh, everybody kind of at the end like Sadie John and Arthur and, and 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 all those characters and and there's yeah two occasions where Dutch could have killed Arthur and I think in the end um, Dutch had realised what he'd done but he did been too far gone at that point he almost did get Arthur killed because of course that guy tries to tries to kill him and um, he just kind of walks off and stuff so it's interesting with Arthur as well uh, not Arthur sorry with um with Dutch where he's trying to maybe get back on this path of redemption or not, he's not even sure like what he's doing and he's, he didn't kill Arthur um and, and that sort of thing but obviously he comes after John in the, in the second or not second in the second timeline of, of the story and that sort of thing so obviously he kind of turned right back around at that point and just fully became evil again um, I mean, he was completely irredeemable in the first place, because, like, he, he leaves Abigail behind, and, and all that kind of stuff, and, uh, yeah, just, yeah, I, I really, really did like what they did with the story, and it's difficult sometimes to do a prequel, because, like, especially with fates of characters, and how you set up certain levels of stakes, where you know certain characters are either going to live or die, and then, like, they're gonna die later, so they can't die now. Or like, uh, there's new characters, um, like people like Arthur, so you don't know what's gonna happen to him and to Sadie, and people like that, uh, and that kind of stuff. So I, I, yeah, I think they really did a good job here, and they they could have messed this up quite easily. Um, but no, it does make me wonder where Red Dead Redemption Three is gonna go, and I have a whole individual podcast I want to do for that. But uh, no, I just think of the whole like. The, the situation with Dutch and the the because you have essentially a bit of a timeline like you've got the the kind of mental collapse of Dutch and he betrays the group and then the group falls apart and then like it's left to Arthur and John to pick up the pieces and Sadie's to, to pick up the pieces and and Charles Th- those are the sort of four characters that kind of save the whole thing and then of course they have to go look for Abigail and and Jack and um yeah Arthur helping John set up the, the, his situation of course John does die later but like and then him helping with Jack in the end uh to, to set up his future I, I don't know where we go from there but I'll, I'll do a Red Dead Redemption 3 podcast and like where I think that could go and stuff because you still have some options and things um but I like the theme that ties to this as well with the whole tragedy which is um you know, like, once once these people started getting in on, like, the, the whole theft part of it, like, robbing people, these lawmen were just going to chase them down and chase them down and chase them down and not stop, and they didn't stop, and they did get John, and Arthur did die, and Dutch does die, and they do all pay the price for it, 
Um, but then luckily Jack gets in there and, and kills the guy. But then like, will the lawman be after him? And, and what's that situation like? And one of the really tragic bits with John. Because I talked about the kind of tragedy with Arthur and him dying and saving the group and stuff. The really tragic bits with John, where like he's you, you're walking around town with Abigail and you, you're going on a date essentially, and like you do the the, the proposal on the boat and stuff, and you you look at these two characters and you really look at John, and uh, you know John really does try to live a different life, and he did try to put the gunslinger stuff behind, and there was the whole like okay one last thing, but with Micah. But how that's different to Dutch is that really was one last thing because um, he does kill, uh, um, or he he has kind of settled in his life and he's built this new home and stuff. And then there's just this one little dangling thread which is Micah because he's nearby and stuff and they don't know what's happened to Dutch and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, him like building his house and all the montage of that and like setting up his life and then there's just this one, it's always like the one problem, the one like little tragic piece that he has to deal with but in order to deal with that like he has to get the lawman back on him and they were already looking for him and stuff and uh, yeah, just, just the whole date thing with Abigail and uh yeah you you knowing that both of them are gonna die but like jack is there to kind of again set up the future so i thought that was interesting but i really thought as well like you know they 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 got rid of micah they'd got back and like sadie and charles leave and um they go to do what whatever they're doing next i'm quite interested in that and that's part of uh hopefully red dead redemption 3 um, but you do all that, and, like, you settle down with, with, uh, Abigail, and you get, like, this dog and stuff, and the dog survives, thankfully, because we have had too many dogs that have died in, in fiction and stuff. Uh, you have all that that happens, and, like, and then just this last shot of, like, the lawmen find the house again, and they find John again, and it's really this tragic thing of, like, they set up their lives, like, they had the, the ranch going, which, um, I'll, I'll talk about the impact of that in a minute, they set up the house, and he actually listens to his uncle, and, and builds his house, and gets his wife back, and all that sort of stuff, uh, and then the lawmen, they're, they're just, they're just there, hovering over him, and, and just waiting for him, uh, so I thought that was really quite tragic, it was quite tragic as well, um, when you set up the, the ranch and the house and all that sort of stuff. And there was a lot of situations in that, uh, the, the end piece of the game. Where, like, I'd go to get on the horse, which was called Rachel. And, uh, I'd go to get on the horse and go to a mission. And I would look at that barn every time I'd, like, either, you know, gone from the house or come back to the house and been, like... This man has no idea... Well, we might have an idea that he might get shot. But, like, he has no idea that... Just a few feet away from his house, which is this barn that he's built, which like you know has the the produce and stuff like that, like with the cows and, and whatever, all, all the animals and stuff like that. He's gonna get completely shot to death outside this thing, and um, j- just how sad that is as well. With the whole like you know he's built this house, he's built this this ranch, and like you you think it, you think if you think of them as two different kind of entities, like the house is where you know he's got the home and he's living there. With Abigail and, and Jack and, and, and trying to restart his family and his life and all that sort of thing. And trying to get this redemption and, and the second chance at life. And then just a few feet away from him. This the second entity which is a bit more of like the, the job based stuff and taking care of the family. It's not like in the home. That's where he's going to get shot to death and it's really quite like, you know, quite sad. So, um, 
yeah, they they did a great job with. I I actually think they did a much better job with the story than they did with the gameplay, and I think that well, to me, the story mattered more because it's like okay, you know Arthur, you know John, you know Dutch. Those are the three kind of main pillar characters, and it's like okay, you know what's gonna happen to John, but how does he get there? Arthur's a bit of a mystery. Why is he not in Red Dead Redemption? Why is he not in the later bits of the story? So you've got the mystery there, and then uh, Dutch of like okay, how does this guy not die yet? How does he? survive until later and that kind of stuff um so the mystery of like you know roughly where they're gonna go but you don't know how they're gonna get there and who they're gonna encounter and that sort of thing and there's of course the whole mike and sadie stuff and how that connects together um and then yeah seeing the seeing the montage in the credits of people like tilly and and some other people and uh, like sadie and charles kind of running uh, or running away or going away and, and doing their own stuff and living their own life uh, what that's like as well. So um, yeah, they they did a great job, and I I'm pretty sure that we will get a Red Dead Redemption three. Uh, but it just depends on what the story is going to be. A lot. Some people. The one thing I don't want them to do, which is what some people have suggested, is that you do Charles's part of the story. I think he's an interesting side character, but I don't know if he could hold his own story. And I don't think I would be interested in that. That was actually my least interesting, my least favourite part of the game. Was the whole, um, like, tribal sort of story with, with Charles and all that sort of thing. It, I felt like it's, it just distracted a bit from the from the end game with Dutch. So I didn't like that plot quite so much. So, if, if yeah, if there's a whole game based on that, I don't know if I'm actually interested in that. What I'd like them to do... And this is the last, I'll say, of, of the Red Dead 3 stuff before I do the uh, Red Dead 3 podcast. Um, I think it should have something to do with Sadie and probably Jack. But, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll save all that for another podcast. We're here to talk about Red Dead Redemption 2. So, yeah, excellent game. It did have its problems. It had a few story problems, like I said, with the tribal stuff. But I think what they did with the story and what they did with the interactivity and all that kind of stuff, they, they did an amazing job for with. with sorry. Uh, yeah. So that's Red Dead Redemption 2. Excellent game. This is probably my longest solo video game review, which is kind of cool as well. Obviously, this was a massive game, so it was bound to be. Uh, but yeah, there's there's a lot to take away from from this story and from this game, uh, and that's that's especially amazing since this was a prequel and we know certain answers already, but they still managed to put in so much extra story and so much that we didn't know before as well. So that's that's really really good. So. Uh, yeah, thank you all very much for listening. EntertainmentTalk.org is where you can find all of the content. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash uh, EntertainmentTalk. That's where you can go and redeem rewards for reviews of your choice. iTunes. Uh, if you'd like to rate, review and subscribe to the new feeds. Like I said, the episodes are going in there. The old episodes, obviously not in the old main feed because all the episodes are in there anyway already. Because uh, that's the one that we currently use. There will be a new main feed. Uh, and that will be the one that will be used. After I'm. Uh, finished updating the old podcast. But I'll update you guys. Um, with, with a separate podcast. When when that's all finished. I'll, I'll, I'll let you guys know what's going to happen with that. Uh, but yes iTunes please rate review. Subscribe to the feeds that you intend to use. So, uh, there's Spotify as well. They have podcasts on there now. And ours are on there as well. Uh, the main feed isn't though. The Only the individual feeds. Uh, but that's uh, those are on there as well. Uh, word of mouth, please tell your friends, family, people that you know. Uh, people that you know that have played Red Dead, Red Dead Redemption 2 and Red Dead Redemption 1. Uh, only tell them if they've played uh, both of them. Or I guess you could still yeah you could still tell them because they could still listen to the spoiler-free part as well. 
Uh, so that's uh, interesting as well. So yeah, t tell them about the website, all the iTunes feeds, um, Amazon affiliate link. Um, Black Friday has finished, but I think there's some like Cyber Monday deals going on or something until the 30th. So uh, yeah, if you'd like to buy Christmas presents, treat yourself, buy something from a deal for whatever reason, you know. Uh, Amazon affiliate link, that's where you can do shopping on Amazon. We'll get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you anything extra. So that's a great way to support us as well. Uh, yeah, iTunes, yeah, iTunes feeds, Patreon, Amazon, and uh, word of mouth. If you'd like to watch me, Robert, or David play different video games, uh, me and David have got Twitch streaming channels. David's been doing some uh, Beat Saber on the PSVR lately, uh, and Robert's got one on Mixer as well. So yes, thank you all very much for listening to this podcast, and I'll see you uh, either on the next thing that we do, or the Red Dead Redemption 3 podcast. Uh, that should be some interesting little speculation stuff, so... Yeah, thank you all very much for listening, and I'll see you next time. Goodbye. Oh